0: This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 542, Killing My Baby, Why I Shut Down My Longest Running Business, part one, by Nick Loper of SideHustleNation.com. And I am Dan, I'm your host here, and welcome back to Optimal Startup Daily, or welcome for the very first time if you are new here, This is where I simply read articles to you from some great blogs on entrepreneurship. I usually do one post per day, but uh, today's post is a little bit longer than normal, so I'm going to break it into two halves. So I'm going to read the first half for you today, and then I'll uh, wrap it up tomorrow. So for now, let's get right to part one and start optimizing your life. Killing my baby. Why I shut down my longest running business. Part one by Nick Loper of SideHustleNation.com. This is a tough post to write. This summer, I pulled the plug on Shoe Sniper, my original side hustle and my longest running and most successful business. A moment of silence. It wasn't an easy decision, but I was confident it was time to move on. I think this is an important story to share because most of what you read in the entrepreneurship world is about perseverance and never giving up there are dozens of wise quotes about entrepreneurial tenacity, such as quitters never win and winners never quit. And all that rah-rah stuff is great, but it's not true. For many habits, experiments, and businesses, there comes a time to quit, to give up, to throw in the towel. And after almost 10 years, the sand ran out on Shoe Sniper. The backstory. I'd been selling shoes as an affiliate in one form or another since 2004. As far as businesses go, it had a good run. In total, I helped sell well over $10 million worth of shoes for my advertising partners and helped thousands of customers find the best deal on footwear. It was my original side hustle, my first real introduction to online marketing and making money on my own. I owe a lot to the shoe business. It opened my eyes to the possibilities of entrepreneurship and was the vehicle that let me quit my job in 2008. The site was a niche-specific comparison shopping engine, like a price grabber or a Next tag, but specifically for footwear. By focusing on one product vertical, my theory was I could deliver a tighter algorithm with more accurate results, generate a higher click-through rate on search traffic by virtue of a shoe-specific domain name, and negotiate exclusive deals with the retailers. And all of that turned out to be true. I earned a commission on every sale that was referred through the site, and during the best months, that turned out to be hundreds of dollars a day. But the business was dying a slow and painful death, and I couldn't revive it. What happened? A combination of factors killed Shoe Sniper. First, the site was heavily reliant on page search traffic, and as you might imagine, the AdWords game has changed considerably since 2004-2005. For instance, over time, the cost per click increased by 30-50% to 50% for the most valuable keywords. Google implemented tougher quality score guidelines that make it difficult to advertise on an affiliate website. And text-based ads for products gave way to image-based product ads, but only e-commerce sites can use them. Affiliates are out of luck. On top of that, the footwear retailers who paid me cut commissions considerably over the years and really accelerated those efforts in 2012 to 2014. I went from a 14 to 15% average commission in 2005 to an 11 to 12% average commission in 2014, even after all the top performer negotiated increases. In addition, top-selling shoe brands became more restrictive on product discounts, which hurt ShoeSniper's unique selling proposition of product-level coupon integration and reduced conversion rates. As a result, it became harder to generate profitable traffic. Since the site only earned $5 to $15 per sale, it was very much a volume-based business. How ShoeSniper worked. Imagine spending $10,000 a month on Google in 2007. At 40 cents a click, that would generate 25,000 targeted visitors. At a 4% conversion rate, that traffic would result in 1,000 orders. If the average order was worth a $15 commission, I'd have $15,000 in revenue, or 5K in gross profit after advertising expenses. Fast forward to this year, and it was a struggle to even spend that $10,000 on Google. I had the budget, and the searchers were definitely out there, but the keywords had either become too expensive for my ads to show or were dominated by image ads. If they'd show my ads at $0.50 cents a click, I'd have 20,000 visitors. But because of discounting restrictions, now the traffic only converts at 3%, leaving me with 600 orders. With the reduced commission rates, maybe the average order value is only $12. That means I'm only generating revenue of $7,200 from my 10 k in ad spend. On top of that, I still had to pay for hosting and maintenance and my VA to help run the site. It was a losing proposition, and I wasn't sure what to do about it. We tried to optimize the site and focus on the most profitable brands and keywords, but as a volume-based operation, I could only cut so far. The business faced tough times before. What was different? This year certainly wasn't the first time ShoesNiper, formerly ShoesAreUs.net, faced a life-threatening challenge. In 2008, Google banned the site from advertising with them, saying it was poor quality and its sole purpose of existing was to send visitors to other sites. As an added bonus, this happened the day after I quit my job. Never mind the thousands of happy customers and the ironic fact that Google's search engine's sole purpose of existing was to send visitors to other sites. After three incredibly stressful months and some site improvements, they finally admitted they made, quote, an error in their evaluation of the site and reinstated my account. In 2010, the site suffered from growing pains and had to be rebuilt from the ground up. To make matters worse, I was with the original development team and spent more than $10,000 on other useless contractors who couldn't get the job done. In 2011, California passed legislation that forced many retailers to terminate their relationships with California-based affiliates. Rather than lose my livelihood, I rented a studio apartment across the state line in Nevada so I could stay in business. Two months later, they repealed the law and now have a loophole where out-of-state retailers can safely work with affiliates here. In each case, I did what I had to do to keep the business running. But in 2014, the site was barely breaking even and actually losing money some months, especially after paying for hosting and my VA. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Killing My Baby, why I Shut Down My Longest-Running Business by Nick Loper of SideHustleNation.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Nick for letting us share this post today. Nick retired from corporate America at age 25 and is now a full-time entrepreneur involved in a variety of projects. He's also the host of the podcast, The Side Hustle Show. It is for part-time entrepreneurs looking for actionable tips to start or improve their businesses. It's a great show and uh, usually in the top charts of business in Apple Podcasts, so definitely worth your time to check out. And the blog is great too, of course. You can come by SideHustleNation.com for much, much more and to show your support. Our contributing authors always appreciate that. But that should do it for today. I hope you enjoyed part one of the posts. We're going to have part two, of course, for you tomorrow. So please be here for that, where your optimal life awaits.